Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I'm delighted. I've been la-di-da-din. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top. Man, these boys, they be podding. I trust them like a lot. And they told me that I get it. Guess what? I got it. You should do it too. You will never lose. If you ever do, must have been a ruse. Ricky, that's my dude. Stoops are super cool. Sharks up in the pool. I've been sparking up my tools. I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been first fiddled it in. My God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill now. Come get this. I'm just so dead with delight. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the medley, alright? The David Delight. The David Delight. Da 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 David Delight. Hey! Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, it has been roughly six months since we've touched on our 2021 rankings. If you've been inside the Discord chat, which I highly recommend checking out, you do see our rankings inside there. But Stoops and I finally decided, you know, we sat down, we're like, you know what, let's rehash these 2021 rankings rookie draft uh, rankings and we're going to kick it off with the quarterback position as always I am joined by my partner here Stoops how are you today sir I'm doing great excited to to jump into the ranking stuff um I know listeners love it right they they always ask well where do you have so and so ranked where do you have this guy do you have him above so and so so I know that people love hearing that love seeing it so it, it was nice to to sit down and kind of reassess and reevaluate who we have in, in certain spots. Did we add people? Did we take people out? Like, did, where was the movement? What's the reason for movement? You know? So it's just, it's kind of fun to, to sit down and really look at things. Um, and just, like I said, reevaluate on, on where we had them. And, and then you look at it and you're like, why did I not have first person? Or why did I have this person in here? So it's, it's just fun to kind of sit down and look at it though. And, and just, like I said, reevaluate. Absolutely, folks. And this will be the last 2021 rankings that we do until after the season is over. We'll probably rehash these in January as we start to turn up the kick, you know, kick up the gear Mm -hmm. towards heading towards the draft. So, all right, folks, what we're going to do before we dive into the rankings, um, we had guys and I'm going to list off Stoops's top 10 and my top 10 from our initial rankings. And then from there, we're going to talk about guys that are no longer in our list. And then we're going to talk about the top 10. So, Kicking off, Stoops had number 10. He had JT Daniels from Georgia. He had number nine, Brady White. He had number eight, KJ Costello. Number seven, Jamie Newman. Number six, Brock Purdy. Trey Lance at five. Tanner Morgan at four. Kyler Trask at number three. Justin Fields at two. And Trevor Lawrence at one. Myself, I had Kellen Mond at 10. Brady White at number nine. Newman at eight. Brock Purdy at seven. Sam Ellinger at six. KJ Costello at five. Trey Lance at four. Kyle Trask at uh, three, Justin Fields at two, and number one, I had Trevor Lawrence. For some reason, I think whenever I said your name, I called him Kyler Trask, I think. You did. Okay, I went to make sure, because <laughs> whenever I went to say it again, I was like, wait a minute, did I say Kyler whenever I said it the first time? But um, I'm going to be honest right. with you, you lost me at 10. <laughs> I figured as much. Just I kidding. did. 
I said I did. I that, that's, that's I know. All right. So Stoops, I'm going to ask you. All right. You said you off the air. You said you had three guys that dropped out. Give us those three. So the first guy um, is Brock Purdy. Um, I think he still has the talent. I think he is a talented quarterback. But just these these games, he is not the same Brock Purdy that I watched last year, right? And again, we're going to sound like a broken record. It's a different offseason. I get it. But it's it's the same. I mean, yeah, he lost a couple guys, right? But same coaching stat. Like, he's got the same schemes there. So it's like you really should be getting better. And he just hasn't looked good. He's, he's looked almost more rattled than, than normal. I feel like he's not rushing the ball. And you always wonder that, right? He ran the ball pretty well last year. But it's like, do you? do coaches say, Hey, we want you to be more pocket pocket passer. And does that affect his game now? Is that what's going on? But he still just hasn't looked like what, what, what I expected him to. So he dropped out and the other two um, may not be fair that they dropped out, but it's Jamie Newman and JT Daniels, Jamie Newman. Um, because I, the reason I had him is because of the potential, right? I yep. needed to see something this year and I felt that the, the, the talent was there and I wanted to see it. So I was being generous with it kind of thing, putting him up there. And I do think he's a great talent, but we're not seeing it this year um, due to him opting out and stuff like that. So is it fair that he dropped, you know, that I dropped him out because he opted out? Maybe not, but I just needed to see it to keep him in my top 10 and I'm not going to. So therefore I dropped him out. JT Daniels, I promise you, once he starts playing, he will make his way back in. It's just, again, injuries. Other guys are playing. Um, He will be coming back and he will be playing. It's just until that time comes, I've dropped him out. So, like I said, Jamie Newman, JT Daniels, is it fair? Maybe not. But those are my reasonings as to why I dropped them out. JT Daniels will come back in. Brock Purdy, he could come back in, right? It, it, once he starts to turn it around, because I know the talent's there, it's just I'm not seeing it right now, so I dropped him out for that reason. But those are the three guys that, that I've dropped out of my top ten for the time being. All right. So, for me, um, I kicked out two guys, and I'm trying to remember who it is now. Uh, looking at my list um obviously one was uh kellen mond uh, mond was a guy that i uh was really i don't know i, I was on the, i'm not on the fence with him i still think that he, people like him on in the nfl right you know what i mean i factor in how i feel about him also how i feel like he could be drafted and then after last week i mean i don't know if i'd rank him in my top 40 quarterbacks uh, he just he he needs to prove that he's good. You go out there, you have to beat the good teams. We say that over and over again. You got to beat the good teams. And they, he just looked like, I mean, you can't fumble the ball three times against Vanderbilt. That's just the, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy that I dropped out is somebody that I am, uh, I still really like, and I feel bad, but it's Sam Ellinger. I, like, I, I don't know what it is, man. He looked okay last week. They came back and won, and... For me, I just, he was number six. He was number six on my rankings. And I battled it out between him and my number 10, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But I, I don't know. We're four years into the Sam Ellinger experience, and I feel the same way about him as I do Mond. It's just like I'm over it. You know, I'm over watching Ellinger play. I'm over watching Mond play. Uh, I'm ready for some different uh, breeds there. So what I'm what we're going to do here is, is I'm going to let Stoops kick it off with his 10 and 9, and then I'm going to do my 10 and 9, and then we'll go back and forth to all the way to our top. So Stoops, who's locked in at that 10 and 9 position? So for me at number 10, um, he's a new new entry. Um, Shane Bouchel, yeah. I believe is how you say it. Um, quarterback out of SMU, um, 6'1", 207. Doesn't have, obviously, the ideal size, but I've just liked what I saw. Um, the first game of the season, I did not like what I saw. 
the (laughs) first game of the season, he did not look that great. Um, but he kind of turned it around. He's at 68.1 completion percent, 852 yards, seven touchdowns, and two um, interceptions in three games. So he's turned it around, but he's he's uh, new to the, the rankings for me. So he's sitting at number 10. And number nine is a guy that I've slowly started to come around. And it's funny because I really thought he was going to not perform very well in his first game, and that's Mac Jones. Um, I've got him at number nine, uh, 6'3", 214, uh, 249 passing yards, two touchdowns in his, in his one game so far. Um, I still think today's going to be a big test for him or last week, I guess I should say technically, but I'm um, against Alabama uh, against A&M. Um, it's going to be a big test for him. So we'll see. But, um, Mac Jones, number nine, that's where I've got him coming around on him. All right. For me at number 10, uh, is Jamie Newman. Um, he and Ellinger were two guys I went back and forth with. I do think that within the next two or three months, Newman will be out of my top 10 like he is out of yours right now. Again, it might not be fair, but that's the decision he made. Mm-hmm. And this is we're, we're, we're watching guys that we like. I, I had so many questions about Newman going into this season that I needed to see from him. I'm not going to get to see it. So right now, on based on that, I have him at number 10. And number nine, I've got Brady White out of Memphis. Um, I know that's your boy. Um, I wouldn't have started watching this kid if it wasn't for you. I do like what I've seen out of him. I do think that he's 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 looked okay so far this season. He's mm-hmm. looked on par with what we wanted to. Um, I really wish that we would have gotten a little bit more big time games out of him this year, but the schedule has been very, you know, wishy washy. But uh, yeah, I've got uh, like I said, number ten, Jamie Newman. Number nine, Brady White. What you got at eight and seven? Eight and seven. Um, so for me, number eight, I've got Sam Ellinger. Um, I, I've just liked what I've seen from him. He's got that it factor. And, and for me, is Texas Tech a, a top great opponent? Not necessarily. But to see him in that late game moment, right, to lead the charge, bring the team back, and end up getting the win, to me, it was nice to see. And you look at his stats, 688 passing yards, 10 touchdowns, and one interception, right? He's getting it done. Um, is he... How will he progress to the next level? That That is still a question to be answered. But I think what we've seen so far, um, he's warranted. And he's a new new entry for me as well in the top 10. So um, I've got Sam at number eight. Number seven, I've got Brady White out of Memphis, 6'3", 215, um, 280 passing yards, four touchdowns, and interception. So I've liked what I've seen so far. Like you said, though, I, I would love to see the top games, right, top opponents. Um but unfortunately, it's the season we're, we're given. So we're taking what we've got. But uh, now I've got Brady White sitting at number seven. I'd like to see him at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Um, all right. For, un, for, speaking of which, I was going to say, yeah. So number eight mm-hmm. for me is Derek King. Um, a guy I was not very high on that I've been on record, I think maybe on Twitter. Just I, I don't know. It, it, it's nothing... Everybody will say, Ricky, you are just not the short quarterback guy. You know what I mean? Which is, you know, somewhat true. It's not just that. You know what I mean? Derek King had a lot of question marks for me outside being 5'11 and 210 pounds. But he has looked mightily impressive this year. Um, Heading into this year, last year, he had a 52% completion percentage. Obviously, only 100, you know, pass attempts. But through this year, he's at 67% which is four points higher than his last full season at Houston. He's at 736 yards, six touchdowns, and zero interceptions. He's making plays on the ground as well. I don't know what that's going to translate 
necessarily on the NFL level, but he looked fantastic against Florida State. 72.5% completion percentage through a pair of touchdowns as well. Again, I'm going to need to see more out of him. I have a lot of questions uh, regarding – I have a lot of questions regarding basically 6 through 10 on my list. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of these guys are going to translate to NFL stars, you know, or NFL starting quarterbacks. You know, that's where I'm at in my head. Like – when I'm making my rankings, I, I got my top five, and I've, I'm pretty confident in those guys. But six through ten, I went back and forth, back and forth. And I'm just like, man, do, are these guys even going to be next level? You know what I mean? Are these guys going to be on Sunday? Like Ellinger. Ellinger has tools, and then there's other tools that there's just like, oh, my God. Like, But it's like back and forth trying to figure out whether or not these guys are going to be on that next level. But number seven for me is Brock Purdy. Um, he was seven for me last time. Or speaking of what, Derek King was not ranked last month for me or last time for me at all. Um, Brock Purdy, man, he's another one. High hopes going into this year, just been massively disappointing. But for me, having him at seven was just the fact that this class is just, it's brutal, man. It really is. It's, it's, I don't know if you were having the same, I'll pose that question to you, Stoops, before we kind of get more into the, you know, into six and five. Were you having issues with that six to 10 range? Because for me, it was like, I don't know if these guys are going to be good on that next level. And that's kind of something that you and I are, we're a Debbie podcast at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. we're trying to sell people on these. And it's like, I don't know when I would take any of these guys in a rookie draft right now. You know what I'm saying? So were you having those same issues at six through 10? I was, um, for me, it was, it was more seven through 10. My sixth guy, I feel pretty confident with where I put him, but, um, even at that, it yeah. was still kind of like, well, who do I put at that six? And it was between Brady white and the guy that I'll get to at six. But, um, King for me, he's like a 10 and a half right now. I almost put him in my top 10, right? Because again, we both said it like he just, he, he was a guy we just weren't that confident in that Miami team, man. I'm telling like they're playing. They're real. They're looking Clemson's hardest game. I'm looking forward to that one. I've started to come around a little bit more on King as you have. You came around a little bit more. Obviously you put him in your top 10, but no, definitely that six through 10 for sure. The seven through 10 mark for me. It was kind of an, I didn't literally do it, but it's kind of like, let me just put a, hat, a name and a hat and draw from it, you know, and, yeah. and rank them that way. But it was a little bit more challenging than what I expected it to be. Um, so I kind of, you know, just went, went that route. Kind of who, who in my heart, who was the initial, what was my gut feeling? I guess that's the Absolutely. best way to put it. What Absolutely. was my gut feeling? So that's how I went with it. Who is your six and five, sir? So my six is KJ Costello. Um, I mean, the game speaks for itself, right? We, you've been higher on him than I have. Obviously, I've I've been a fan. I, I've been excited to watch him play. You've been higher on him than me, but um, he. I mean, six hundred twenty-three yards, albeit in an offense that if you don't throw for five hundred yards, it's kind of like, well, what happened? You know what I mean? So I know the offense caters to a quarterback. I get it, but to just come in first game, SEC, do what he did, like. He, he's he's gonna he's gonna perform well right in, in the sec um at mississippi state under under old leach so big fan of kj costello now got him at number six um moved him up from number eight before so he did move up two spots um where am i going five now yeah five yep. <laughs> that's how numbers work um <laughs> i've i've still got trey lance there i've got trey lance sitting at number five six three two twenty four um he actually should be playing today yeah i believe yeah they play Ar- uh, central arkansas so um, I think it's an only game of the year. Game. Yeah, only game of yeah. the year. So definitely gonna be excited to watch that one. Um, but I've got Trey Lance there. 
right? It's I know a lot of people have him as their one, two, three for sure. But for me, um, I've got him at five. Um, it's one of those where he had a phenomenal season, right? You can't just dis- discount that at all. Discredit that. But I want to see it again, right? And that's my biggest thing. And um, he may come out and be the best quarterback in this class. And here I am. Have him at number five. But um, I'm a fan. Just got to see a little bit more. But yeah, Trey Lance at number five. Uh, coming in at number six for me, Mac Jones. Um, he impressed me. Uh, 18 and 24, 75% completion percentage, 249 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the thing for Mac Jones for me was it, it, he was impressive. Obviously, he does have the weapons. You know what I mean? He does. But um, I spoke about this leading up to the SEC season that I felt like there was one guy in this in college football that has no – he has the most pressure on him, right? People want to see Bryce Young. And we saw Bryce Young. You know what I mean? But we saw Bryce Young later in the game. And I've been on record saying that I think that if he would have struggled week one and if he came out against Texas A&M, which is Texas A&M got a good defense. I mean, we saw that last week. They got a very good defense. So we know that um, Saban is not afraid to pull the plug on the quarterback position. It doesn't matter who you are. So that to me was in the back of my mind. So to come out, uh, yeah, against Missouri, but we talk about this on this podcast consistently. You got to beat down the guys that uh, they're just not good at football. And he did just that. Looked impressive. Made some nice throws. He was not ranked in my ranking last time. Again, for me, it's about the guys that are going to stand out to me right now. And and he had that opportunity more so than some of these other guys did. More so than a Jamie Newman. More so than I mean, he looked better than Brock Purdy did, and and Brady White. And he's looked good. And and is he a guy that's going to be in my top ten in a couple months? I don't know. You know, but right now he looks impressive enough for me to you know, warrant that, you know, what he does against AM is going to be also telling for me as well. Number five um, for me is Trey Lance as well. Lance went from four to five, um, just based on um, what we saw from a quarterback that I'll talk about at four. But um, uh, Lance has got the the fan base around him, right? You know what I mean? Matt Miller was the first guy kind of on that. We've talked about this on the podcast a thousand times. It's nothing against Trey Lance. It's nothing against his talent. I just don't see it that's it you know what i mean for me i don't see what everybody else sees yeah you see on paper he's got the 27 touchdowns whatever zero turnovers etc etc and you get excited about that hoopla but then you go look at the opponents that he's faced and you're like well you know what i mean i really wanted to see him play oregon this year i thought that was going to be a very telling game we're not going to get that trey lance is is going to be playing to you know and it's going to be the only game that we get to kind of see him play this year we're still there's still a lot of question marks whether or not he's going to come out. You know what I mean? There's been rumors to say that he might stay around for another season. I think that'll probably be a mistake because I don't think your stock's going to be as high. And then next year's draft class is is a lot better, in my opinion, depth wise. You know what I mean? We talked about how we talk about Slavis, we talk about Daniels, we talk about a lot of these guys. So he, it's got the potential to be very heavy this year. I really feel like there's a lot of people that have him slotted at that three slot. You're not going to get much better than that. People have him being drafted in the top 15, 20 picks. So I don't think it's going to get better for Lance, but is it about that for Lance? You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. that's the, that's the real question. It's not about what we say or the, the, the end, the end, you know, cause Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, first round, second round grades, and they went back, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's these big time schools. So for me, I'm not a Lance guy, but it's all right. I mean, I still have him five, so you know, can't complain too much. Drop do you four to five. do you think? And again, what is it really about for him? Is it 
I mean, obviously you want to be the top guy coming out, right? For sure. But is it, how do I explain this? So I guess my question is, um, do you think he has the potential to transfer to a bigger big time school to prove I can do it? Or is it, you know, Hey, I just went 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And what else do I need to prove kind of thing? You know, and I know that North Dakota state, they're that powerhouse program at their level. Like I know that for sure, but it's still technically FCS, right? You know what I mean? That's no disrespect. They are a powerhouse. They've built that program, but does he transfer to an Ohio State when Justin Fields declares? Does he, you know, and I'm just throwing that out there. Does he transfer to if a Florida? Stays, does he transfer? You know what I mean? Right. Like, if he stays, then I could, um, I don't know, man. He seems like. I think like he that, declares for the draft. I think he declares and he, he goes. That's what I think he does. I, I think so too, but I've seen a lot of people talk about how he's very team oriented. He's been very vocal about playing. He's that's been true. very, yeah. you know what I mean? So it wouldn't. I'm I'm on the fence. It's like 50-50 to me right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised either way. If when if he does not declare, then it's going to be like I'm not really surprised. Yeah. But if he does declare, it's going to be like I'm not really surprised either. So for me, I do think if he's going to play, he's going to play play for North Dakota State this year and then next year. I think. Um, I just again, I just I don't know. He dropped from four to five, and the only reason he dropped is because of the guy above him. So, um, four and three for you, Stoops. Number four, I've got Tanner Morgan. Um, now that we've got the conference coming back, obviously he's, he's going to be able to start to, to prove his first game will be against, uh, the old Michigan. So he's going to win. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I got him. I got him at four, uh, Bateman, obviously he's coming back. He got the waiver. So, um, he is immediately eligible, um, which I found that crazy. I didn't realize that they would have to get a waiver. Cause I didn't think he, he hired did he, agent. did he declare? Yeah, yeah, okay. He that's right. I don't agent, think he did declare. Yeah. So. He got the waiver, so he's coming back. So Tanner Morgan will have his his top target. So I think Tanner Morgan's going to continue on what we saw last season. Um, he's still got some good good weapons there. I'm still a big fan of him, 6'2", 215. So I've got Tanner Morgan at number four. Number three, phew, of course, I can't put him any higher, unfortunately. But Kyle Trask, um, been on that, that train for, what, since January 28th? Actually, before yeah. that, but I've made it Twitter official, and I've bookmarked <laughs> my tweet, so... Um, no, but I, I'm just a big fan of Kyle Trask. I was very, very happy to see him come out and do what he did the first game. 71.4 completion, 416 yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, joined, uh, joined Joe Burrow as the only guy in the history saying. of the SEC to throw six touchdowns in this first game. And I'm just saying, you can go back and listen. I cannot tell you what episode, so just listen to all of them. <laughs> um, I said it. There was something about Joe Burrow, his junior year, that it's just like he's got something. He's not there, but he's got something. And I had that feeling about Trask. Will he have a Joe Burrow season? I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 60 touchdowns and all that. that. Could he? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll say he, he certainly could. He certainly could. But I, I'm. it's just tough. You, you know, it's... It's obviously that recency thing, right? Where Joe Burrow just did it. So, of course, it's easy to say, well, Joe Burrow did it. So, why can't he? Different offenses, different coaches. I, you know, we'll see. But for him to come out and do what he did that first game, uh, that's Kyle Trask, it just, it makes me feel good, right? You know, and that's kind of a selfish thing, but it makes me feel good that I got behind this guy and he's coming out and, and, and proving it, right? So, Obviously, he's got to continue to do it. That's the thing. You can come out and throw for 400-plus yards and six touchdowns, but if you come out the next game and throw for 150 and two interceptions, what was it for? 
So he's got to continue it. But um, I'm a huge fan of Kyle Trask. Been a huge fan. Been been pushing him for a while. So number three, I've got Kyle Trask. Uh, for me, coming in number four, a guy that I hyped off uh, off season. Um, somebody as soon as I found out he was transferring, I was this pairing for me was just uh, a match made in heaven. I do believe that KJ Costello is the most talented quarterback that Mike Leach has had. The one thing about Tanner Morgan is this: when I watch his tape, I like him. I just I don't I don't think I've watched enough Tanner Morgan, in my opinion, to really put him in my list. I, you're very very high on him, and and I like that because I like when we have the difference in in our rankings. You know what I mean? That just makes it unique and different. Um, but Costello, for me, man, he proved what I thought he would. You know what I mean? He did make some bonehead mistakes last week, but again, you're throwing the ball sixty times. He threw the ball sixty times funny thing about it is last year at uh stanford you know what i mean he didn't play a whole whole lot of games last year but he threw the ball 167 times in the games that he played last year okay he's already thrown it 60 times okay he's like 30 percent of the way there already <laughs> exactly basically so for me it's interesting to see what he's going to do continuously but he did it against lsu lsu they did lose a lot of guys but they still recruit well on defense right you know it's still impressive to throw 600 and 23 yards and five touchdowns he did through the two picks, which, you know, one of them wasn't his fault. I will go on record and saying that there was a receiver's fault, but um, he looked fantastic week one. Sounds like I'm a quarterback ex- guy to me. <laughs> it does sound Just like kidding. a quarterback. <laughs> it bounced off his hands. He should have had it. You know what I mean? You, you touch it, you should have it type of rule, right? But for me, he looked really good. That offense looks fantastic. The crazy thing about it is, okay, so we, we've made, we, you, you make excuses for all of these guys that don't have the off season, right? They didn't have an offseason. KJ, KJ Costello didn't have an offseason inside this offense. Okay. Still threw for 623 yards and five touchdowns, right? You know what I mean? You can't make an excuse for guys like Kellen Mond who come out here and fall flat on their face week one. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. You know, even you talked about uh, Brock Purdy came out and fell flat, right? You've played with these guys already. You know what I mean? You were in this offense. KJ Costello has never been in this offense. This is a different off the air raid offense is something different. Also, I remember everybody saying, Air raid offense ain't gonna work in the uh, SEC. <laughs> well, folks, you know what I mean. I'm not trying to. It's if you watch the Mike Leach conference, uh, conferences, um, press conferences. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny whenever he says like, "Oh yeah, the air raid's not gonna work, is it?" You know, and he just like makes those like sarcastic <laughs> comments. Like, that's just Mike Leach. It's he, he said something along the lines. He said the only reason we played LSU this week is like Green Bay, Minnesota, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. It was hilarious. Uh, transition to number three. Stoops and I have the same number three. Um, one thing that I did whenever Stoops started talking about Trask at the beginning of this year, towards the end of last year, um, if you watch some of his stuff, he did have some highs and lows last year. But the mm-hmm. thing about it is down the stretch, there wasn't uh, a lot of quarterbacks that were as good on the football field as Trask was. And the thing that impressed me the most was not only did he throw 42 times this past week, he completed 70% of his passes, 71.4. That to me right there is 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 amazing as enough because last year he had a 67.6% completion percentage. Another thing is when you throw the ball 40 times, you're at a higher risk of throwing interceptions. See KJ Costello threw the ball 60 times, still threw two picks. One per 30 pass attempt. That's not terrible when you come down to it. You know what I mean? Those that's yeah. not really that bad. But the six touchdowns, 416 yards. 
six touchdowns. You know what I mean? You know, that that to me is something that kind of blew my mind. He came out and blew the expectations out of the water. The thing that is a little bit concerning, Florida's defense might not be good. Yeah. Um, it is a little bit alarming because – but then again, Ole Miss had, you know well, – And that's Lane what Kiffin it is. had them boys it's, playing. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's you like, is it more that Ole Miss is just better than what we thought? Or Absolutely. I think it's a combination of both. That's, that's what I think. I think Ole Miss is better than what we thought, and I think the Florida defense isn't as good as we expected. So I think it's a combination of both. We'll yeah. just see kind of how it really plays out in the next few weeks. And watching that Florida game, the one thing you can say is Kyle Pitts is good at football. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. He had five. So uh, uh, Kyle Pitts had played 12 games last year, had five touchdowns last year. In one game, he had four this year. So that to me is insane to, to, to just think about. But Kyle Trask is, is slam dunk number three. My one through three, it, it didn't change at all. But um, two and one, Fields Lawrence, obviously. Fields Lawrence. Both of us. I don't really – know what there's much to say about either guy fields i'm happy we're getting to see play i talked mm-hmm. about it last week on the on or two weeks ago on the uh the big 10 podcast where i said that I, I want to see fields even though they are playing just big 10 opponents which i do think that there's going to be some hard games in there but outside of that you know lawrence has come out and looked phenomenal um he, he was out last week that i don't remember who they played but they blew the doors off of him he was out by halftime we saw we got to see uh, dj play a little bit so that was mm-hmm. kind of cool but um well in week one lawrence played what half a quarter i think so yeah he, exactly. he had he was eight of nine like he threw nine pass attempts and he was like all right obviously he got pulled but you know it's, sure. this they've been playing some some easier stuff but the second game you know he's, he's looked he's looked like what we want him to look like obviously oh, yeah so yeah i i got it wrong was, we, yeah so they, he threw against i think a citadel i think they played yeah eight of nine with three touchdown passes so well and it was fine i don't know if you heard and i don't know how true this is but i guess uh Clemson coaching staff went to the Citadel and basically said, Hey, do you want to play a running clock? Second half. And they said, No, no, we don't. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You get the doors blown off of you. Right? Whatever. Um, they still covered the spread, though. That's what's funny. <laughs> they, they, anyway, it doesn't matter. We don't, we don't do point spreads here, but they covered the, <laughs> they, It's still like Citadel basically held on. And, and anyway, if you bet on, bet on them, then good for you. Yeah, exactly. You made some money. <laughs> But yeah, Fields, Lawrence, uh, there's not mm-hmm. much we really could say about those guys that we haven't already. You know what I mean? I really do think those are going to be – that's going to be one and two for me personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless Fields comes out and just throws 40 interceptions. You know what I mean? I don't see Which, that happening. Yeah. So. Well, and I, what I liked about Fields outside mm. of football field, um, obviously he's, he's done what he needs to do on the field. He's essentially – he led that Big Ten in coming yeah. back, the players, yeah. right? He was the one that says, we want to play. Now, so many other guys were saying it. <laughs> It's just how how things work. There are certain guys that their their voice holds more weight, yeah. right? I'm not comparing him to a LeBron James necessarily, but it's like when LeBron speaks, like it holds a different weight. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? And, the th- and, and then Lawrence and Fields, like they first off, these two guys know they're going to be married to each other for quite a yeah, while. Of, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. But both of these guys showed that they were their vocal leaders. Off the field. Off the field. In a right? positive way. That's that's we, the biggest thing. In a positive way. They're helping I, more than just themselves. Absolutely, because they're looking out for their teammates. They're looking yep. out for the organizations. They're looking out for the school. They're looking out for the people that are getting paid. You know, the yep. people actually getting paid and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. You, know, yep. you know, it's there's a lot of dynamics. No college football, you know, that people are losing jobs. You know what I'm saying? So that to yep. me, Fields and Lawrence, that's one thing that I that I took away from this entire offseason is is these guys are leaders. These guys can lead franchises in the NFL with mm-hmm. their 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 leadership. And that to me is just as important. Your leadership as a quarterback is just as important on the field as off the field. 
you know, you're a direct reflection of a franchise whenever you're drafted and stuff like that. So you're right. Fields to me, obviously Lawrence, we already knew he kind of had that leadership, but stepping up, you run a risk of stepping up and, and making your, your opinion heard. You know what I mean? We know that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And during this uh, pandemic and stuff like that, saying we want to play football, we want to play football, we want to play football. It, it went on deaf ears for so long, but these boys, they fought hard, you know, fields, especially, you know, ACC kind of already came out, whatever, but mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the big 10, especially they came out, their voices were heard and now they're playing some football, you know what I mean? So, and fields led that charge, you know what I mean? You can't really knock a, 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 his leadership anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's that, to me, that's just, it's up the top right now. So I'm excited to see him play though. I'm very, 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 yeah. very excited to see fields play. Cause fields, I'm not saying, you know, you had one year out of the guy, you know what I mean? I want to see that again. I want to see him throw the ball. They have weapons. It's just going to be a fun season to watch them play. So, all right, folks, that that's a wrap on the quarterback rankings for us. Um, very, very excited to talk about rankings again next week. We'll dive into the running back position, but uh, make sure to head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Uh, make sure to head on over to the musiccitydrivein.com to check out all of the latest new shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network. And until next time, we will talk to you guys later. See y'all later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.